0: Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Eli McCann and Nick Morley. Guys, Hello. sometimes sometimes in life, mm-hmm. you record a podcast and but it, it doesn't. Doesn't record. <laughs> and so So
1: we just talk to each other for no purpose.
0: This <laughs> is like why? Uh, here we go. Round two. Round two. Uh Nick, what have you been watching? This is funny. <laughs> Nick just told
2: us. <laughs> <I'm not> <laughs> okay, I'll summarize it as good one. Good podcast, one podcast. about comedy podcast bits about jokes about jokes. Yes, favorites so far have been Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. John Mulaney, mm-hmm. uh, which are two of my favorites anyway. So
1: it's been super fun to hear them dissect their jokes. I thought it was funny in the John Mulaney one. John Mulaney talks about listening back to the recording that they play. And he says, he sounds like Mike
2: Berbiglia. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I sound like
1: Mike Berbiglia. I have this weird Mike Berbiglia pacing because at that time he had been touring with Mike Berbiglia. Huh. And I thought about that's something that like, I think we all do. The more time you spend with a person, the more you kind of talk like that person yeah it, and it was after he said that i was like he did kind of sound like mike Birbiglia in yeah. that recording and not like the john mulaney that i'm used to i've
0: picked up some of your speech patterns you say like that's real yeah. something and i've started saying that <laughs> and every time i say it, i'm like oh i'm eli
1: i pick up slang from you man so that's
0: i like listening to let me just take over here go ahead segment please (laughs) i like listening to the good one because i sometimes feel self-conscious as a humor writer Mm -hmm. podcaster whatever storyteller because i'm like i don't feel like i'm naturally funny Mm -hmm. you listen to the good one and these people Work so so hard. hard on one joke to get on stage and seem naturally funny when yeah. in reality it's hours and hours and hours of writing and practice. And it's like, oh, it's just hard work. If you want to be funny, it's putting in the time. Yeah, and I think that's a lesson that applies to literally anything.
2: Absolutely, and I don't think we give them enough credit either. It's going back to the hard work. I think even like Kevin Hart, whose jokes seem super broad. cheap and yeah. broad. It's still something that not everybody can do. It's super tough to observe something and make it funny and make it relatable for oh, everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. So listen to it. It's great. Rewatchables did mm-hmm. Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. They touched on a couple of things that I thought were super funny, soundtrack being one of them. Mm-hmm. I watched it last weekend and. They butchered the opportunity to do songs from that era, which could have been super fun. How did
0: they describe it? It's like... It's
2: like a women's deodorant commercial. Yeah. Every single time. It's too bad. And they talked a little bit more about how the men in the movie really don't have any impact mm-hmm. in the movie at all, which is how it should be, right? It's a movie I mean, about girls. Yeah, I think Tina Fey in that space was like, this is a movie about girl drama. We're only going to focus on them. It's funny that they were even... Like, Damien had some he contributed a lot to the movie yeah.
1: like he was super funny.
0: Tim Meadows and tim meadows
1: a lot. yeah had a great heat check performance That was fantastic <laughs> they you know okay the rewatchables is a podcast that i have a hard time with i enjoy a lot of it mm-hmm. the men in that podcast drive me insane oh, and it's, oh bill? It's
0: bill, simmons, bill bill simmons lindsey lohan was so hot i was like bill that's not, That's not essential to no. this conversation. No, no and, it's
1: not. And also, he said that Amy Poehler overacted it. And I was just like, get him off of that. That was the her job. Internet. Sit down. Amy yeah. Poehler was a perfect human being in that movie. And so, anyway. It should have just been Juliet Lippmann in that yes. podcast. I yes. feel that way
0: about
1: all every of them. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: Mallory Rubin. Yeah, and, I like it when I uh, bring in
1: Mallory. I, <laughs> Mallory is wonderful. She should do all of the Ringer She's, podcasts. Yes. Yeah. She's
2: fantastic. She did the Field of Dreams one, and she was super funny. And then, can we talk about Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay. so Season 8, they have gone away from... What Game of Thrones was good for in the first place, which is giving the fans not what they wanted. And now they're giving the fans everything that they could ever want. The love interests are getting together now, Mm -hmm. and people aren't dying like they should be dying. And there was a (laughs) Starbucks cup. There was
0: a Starbucks cup. in
2: They had two years to create this season, and the editors couldn't catch (sighs) a coffee. And Twitter table.
1: You know what's interesting? I have a friend who was an extra on some big Jennifer Lawrence action movie a few years ago. I don't remember which one it was. Was
0: it Red Sparrow?
1: No, it wasn't that. Oh, I heard that that movie was so bad. It might have been one of the Hunger Games movies. Okay. Anyway, doesn't matter. High budget film. And she was an extra. And she told me this story about one day... Her role was to walk in the background, like hundreds of feet away from the action in a position where it was unlikely she would even get caught on camera. And if she would, nobody would be able to make out her face. And she was supposed to be carrying a basket of apples. And they made her go through the basket of apples and remove every sticker from every single apple. And she was just like, there's no way anyone will even be able to see that this is a basket of apples if I even get on camera. She thought that was so crazy how much attention to detail they were putting into this high-budget film. Yeah, And so I was thinking about this as everybody's been making fun of the coffee cup thing. It's just sitting in the middle of a table in front of all these people for a while in a scene on this high-budget show that everyone in the world is watching. And I was just like, who do they have working there that that could even get past them? Tough look for Game of Thrones.
0: (laughs) They had a tough... um, So. That penultimate episode where it's this big battle in Winterfell. I'm watching this last season. I actually have a piece on the beehive about how I decided to just watch the last season and how brilliant I am as a human for making that decision. <laughs> it's this. Everyone's been waiting nine years yeah. for this battle yeah. between the living and these zombie Zombies. people. You cannot see
2: anything. Nothing.
0: Like, you're squinting. It's so dark. We turned off all the lights. And we're like, is our TV broken? Mm -hmm. And then HBO's statement, well, the cinematographer's statement was like, it's not too dark. I know because I filmed it. And it's like, dude, dude, come on. Admit that maybe it was a little too dark. People are devoting yeah. years of their lives to your show. Have some grace. I just feel like they keep falling on their face huh. in terms of there's a coffee cup in the shot and no one can see what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And also, what is this story? <laughs> watching people react to this last season is one of the funniest things I've ever it's
1: seen. It's been hilarious.
2: The Twitter has been phenomenal. Twitter is top uh, shelf oh my after gosh. Game of Thrones. <sighs> huh. Amazing.
0: Anyway, what else have you been
2: watching? Rewatching The Good Place. Season one. Um, And it's been a lot more fun watching it. First of all, it's like 30 Rock. Every single time you watch it, you pick up on something new that you didn't notice before. Like maybe you were looking down at your phone at the time. But now that you know what the twist is at the end of season one, it makes it so much funnier. The ways that the demons have (laughs) realized how they can best torture the people that are living there. It's Kristen Bell is a revelation. A treasure. Yeah. It's great. That's it for
1: me.
0: Great. Eli, what have you been watching?
1: Two TV shows and a podcast that I want to reference. I'll start with the podcast. So because I have issues with rewatchables, I very fortunately found, discovered this podcast called I Hate It But I Love It.
0: I hi bye, lay.
1: That's really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) They say that at the beginning. It's really annoying. I love it. But have you been listening to it, Meg?
0: I am obsessed with this podcast. I have
1: been binging this podcast. So it's essentially the rewatchables. It's these two women who are very funny.
0: Super funny. One is a writer for SNL. One is a BuzzFeed writer.
1: What's it called? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh,
0: I Hate It But I Love It.
1: And they're Canadian, they live in Toronto, and each episode is devoted to a TV show or a movie that they really love, but also really hate. And they just pick it apart and every plot hole and they just make fun of it. But then they kind of talk about, but I love it anyway, because of yeah. the following reasons. It can be a little hard to listen to if they do an episode about a movie or TV show that you truly loved. They did You've Got Mail, and I <laughs> hesitated for a while listening to it because I was like, I don't want them to destroy this for me. I don't agree with every one of their takes. Their episode on Julie and Julia, it was masterful because I hate half of that movie and love half of that Wait, movie. do you
0: hate the part with Amy Adams?
1: Come on, Meg. Of course. Yes. Yeah, she oh. she, she <laughs> sucks. sucks. She is a terrible not, human. Not Amy Adams' fault. No no, 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 no. Julie Powell's fault. Absolutely. But Julia Child's stuff is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And so they do a really funny episode about that movie and just trash Julie Powell. But all of their episodes are really good. And their voices are just constantly in my head the last few days because I'm listening to them everywhere I go.
0: So I listen to podcasts now while I run because what even is music anymore? Exactly. And I was listening to their Titanic episode while I was running Up the Canyon. And I kept laughing out loud yeah. like an insane person. <laughs> yeah. And like people would run past me and be like, should I call something? like an ambulance? Like what is hap-? It's like the funniest it is thing so good. I've ever heard.
1: So because of this podcast, I think I'm done with the rewatchables. Like, I don't think I have a need for the rewatchables anymore. Because of this
0: podcast, I'm thinking of firing you two and bringing in women. No Aww. shade.
1: I don't wah, take any offense wah. to that. What else have you been watching? Okay, so I am rewatching one of my favorite dramedies, comedy? I don't know if it's a dramedy or not. Of the last 20 years, it's called Please Like Me. Have either of you seen it? No. no. So this is an Australian, I think, dramedy, and I'm trying to remember if it's on Netflix or... Amazon, one or the other. There are like 3 seasons and it's just this really good ensemble cast. It kind of centers around this one guy who's about 20 years old and has just moved out and is like living on his own. He's got a small group of friends and the cast is that group of friends and his very funny bizarre parents. It is a really fast-paced like very clever show. It is a great binge. I totally recommend it. Has a few heavy topics that are covered here and there, but for the most part it's kind of a lighthearted fun show. And I have been consuming and I'm a little embarrassed about this, but I have been consuming the good fight on CBS (gasps) All Access. How is it? Okay, I love it so much.
0: (laughs) It's Christine Baranski. Like what is not.
1: Okay, so I think that The Good Wife is a top five best drama of all time. I truly I will defend it to the death. I think it had a perfect series finale and a perfect seven season story arc. I really love the show. So when they decided to do a spinoff called The Good Fight, and just continue the storylines of a lot of the characters. I hesitated for a few years watching this thing because the main reason why I watched The Good Wife is because of Alicia Florek, yeah. her husband, Peter, yeah. and Eli Gold, played by Alan Cumming. Those three characters I just thought were such phenomenal characters, and those three are not in this reiteration of the show. And so I was just like, why would I keep watching it? I finally got curious enough. They're three seasons in. And I expected it to be a hokey, low-budget spinoff. It's not. It feels like the old show. Christine Baranski is an American treasure. Yeah. And I really like it's mostly cast by people of color, this new iteration. Mm-hmm. And so the the premise is Christine Baranski goes to a new firm, and it's an all-black firm. She's the oh, only okay. white attorney there. And so they're exploring cases about race in a very different way than the old show was able to, because the old show was very white to a point that they kind of even that was like kind of a topic on the show is how white we are and, you know, their inability to sort of see beyond that. And so that's been really fun. It's more unrealistic than The Good Wife was. And so that kind of bugs me from the lawyer aspect, but I'm eating it up. It's also trashier than The Good Wife (gasps) because it's not network television anymore. Really? Yeah. It's kind of got an HBO vibe to it. Hey, is it hard for you to watch lawyer shows? So, yes, I am willing to accept certain things that are unrealistic and not willing to accept others. So I am willing to accept that they send first year associates to trial and that cases go to trial and get resolved within a matter of weeks when in real life it would take years and years and it would be really boring. Right. I'm willing to accept that trial on TV and courtroom stuff is a lot more interesting than how it really is in real life. I am not willing to accept writers who are so lazy that they're not even attempting to make real objections or do anything that's like consistent with what law actually looks like. Okay. So the Good Wife was very good at that. I was willing to like give it a pass on the fact that the way the firm functioned and the the way the lawyers like acted in court was not really realistic because they were like making real objections in court. That I'm like, yeah, that is a good objection for what just happened. There was a show called Harry's Law a few years ago, starring Kathy Bates. Oh, yeah. It was one of the worst things I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) There's this one episode. There were no rules in court on that show. People would walk in and, like, scream, you're out of order. And the judge would throw things at people and get up and dance with the whole jury. Like, sometimes there would be, like, two members of the jury and sometimes there were 50. And, like, it just never made sense. And there was this one episode where this guy is making an argument to this judge. The argument was so absurd, whatever it was. And then the judge said, this is something that's never been considered before. I'm sending this case to the United States Supreme Court and she bangs her gavel. And then that afternoon, he's arguing in front of the US Supreme Court, which had like four judges on it. <laughs> sure. And and he's like walking around the courtroom screaming and the judges are all like crying because they're so emotional about <laughs> his argument. I was just like, I'm done. I can't do this
0: show. <laughs> Honestly, after that, I'm like, I'm gonna watch that. Oh yeah. <laughs> That sounds great to me.
2: I'm done. What are you watching, Meg? Uh,
0: Okay, I went and saw a movie called Teen Spirit, which I knew absolutely nothing about, and I loved it. It was very good. It's about Elle Fanning. She's living in... A Welsh village, and she tries out for American Idol for teens, but it's in the UK. It is very fast paced. It doesn't explain anything to the audience because it knows it's a simple story. The audience doesn't need an explanation. Hmm. Music is phenomenal. Elle Fanning turns out can sing. Really? It's beautiful. It's like kind of a cliched story, but told in a unique way. Really enjoyed it. Okay. It was at the Broadway. I believe it's still there. I was one of three people in there, so go see it. So this movie does well and the director makes more
1: movies is it like an indie film then yeah oh cool
0: i think you should leave is a sketch show on netflix that, is that
1: the tim robinson one? yes
0: tim robinson people are losing their minds over
1: i think you should leave on netflix it okay.
0: is not really my brand of comedy there's like a lot of him yelling at people which i'm like i don't know there are a couple sketches that are some of the funniest things i've ever seen <laughs>
2: Really? Okay.
0: There's one called the hot dog sketch, which you should look up. Okay. The very final sketch of the series is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Okay, And there is one where it's a focus group talking about cars and they somehow end up ganging up on this one guy about how he has no good ideas about cars. Really funny. Okay. Look those up. I don't think you need to watch the whole thing. There are people who really love it. Again, I just don't think he's my... Favorite type of comedy, but there are some sketches worth looking at. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I was dragging Barry a while ago. Hmm? Barry.
1: Oh, Barry. Oh. You were dragging Barry. I was yeah. dragging yeah. Barry. You, you were ready to... I
0: was ready to quit, and I did yeah. quit until my husband said, you need to watch this episode. Episode five.
1: Of season two. Of
0: season two of Barry is one of the most outrageous, funniest things I have ever seen. You can watch this as a standalone 40 minutes of television and be completely fine. You don't need context? You don't need any context. Just pull up Barry Season 2, Episode 5. Sucked me right back in. Really? Yeah, which I was surprised.
1: All right, I'll give it a try.
0: And then at 8.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. on a school night, I took myself to the movie theater Mm -hmm. and saw Avengers Endgame.
1: I couldn't do it with you.
0: Which is why we are gathered here (laughs) today. (laughs) None of us are superhero people. No. I want to talk about if this movie works for someone who is not into superheroes.
1: Okay. I think it does. All right. I want to hear why.
0: Okay. So I should add a caveat that I saw Infinity War before I saw this. And Infinity War is a pretty good movie. And for Hmm. me, it works because it features a lot of different characters and their stories. So instead of spending two and a half hours with one superhero, which is just too much time to spend with a superhero, I'm spending a little bit of time with a bunch of superheroes. And for me, that worked. The jokes worked. The story worked. I was never bored. Hmm. I felt like Endgame was similar I don't think it was as good as Infinity War but I was entertained the entire three hours which is a feat for me someone who doesn't enjoy three
1: hours three hours
2: do
0: we not remember Titanic yes
1: we remember everyone's
0: freaking out about this movie being three hours I'm like you guys we watched Titanic four times in the movie theater. We can do
2: (laughs) this. We all did. We all did it. It released on two VHS. And our bladders
0: were smaller (laughs) then. Like, suck it up. You can do this.
1: I couldn't do it. It's a superhero movie. I don't think I could do it.
0: That's what I thought.
1: Mm -hmm. But
0: I actually enjoyed it. I even cried. What? Yes.
1: Because it was so long? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. I'm so brave.
0: <laughs> I am the warrior. It felt like a marathon. <laughs> no, it was great. I was. I had alone time, I had popcorn, I had Diet Coke. I, okay. I did go to the bathroom once.
1: Okay. I
0: know. Hypocrite. Nick. Yes. I want to hear, did this movie work for you?
2: I think it was a fan service more than Infinity War was. Infinity War was like a table setting for what this was. I think this was, and spoiler warning, but it was a send-off to characters that we've seen for the past 10 years because like it or not marvel has been a cultural phenomenon for the past 11 yeah, or so years absolutely. since iron man one came out so it was a that last battle scene was just like comic book throw up <laughs> when all of the portals opened and yeah. like everything started coming out it was mm. like what the hell is going on but it showed you every single person that the diehard fans have spent a lot of time with so it was giving them their due and letting them have one last hang.
0: Yeah. was Is
1: Iron Man the, the first one that yeah, they did? Yeah, the first did? one they ever did. And there are like 20-something of these movies? Yeah. I
0: think it's 27. Seven, wow. yeah. I've
1: seen literally zero of them. Wow.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the actual plot of the movie. Yeah. So Infinity War Thanos is a supervillain
2: okay.
0: who is collecting stones for this hand And when he snaps his fingers, he can wipe out half of the universe.
2: And the reason for doing it is because he believes that it's just overpopulated. (laughs) The universe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's pretty big. Yeah.
0: But there are starving people. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. there's too many beings taking up too little space. Right. So he manages to collect the stones. He snaps his finger. Half the universe dissolves. So you end Infinity War with half the superheroes who had been fighting just Welting into ash, mm-hmm. like they dr- they're gone, wow. which is pretty compelling,
1: actually. That's horrifying.
0: So Avengers Is Endgame. this based on
1: a true story?
0: Yes. <laughs> Little known fact. Look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Thanos snaps his fingers. So Endgame starts with this superhero with a horrible haircut. Jeremy Renner is with his family. He's cooking hot dogs. And it's actually
2: like, a really cool beginning.
0: Everybody come eat. And then you see his family just... Dissolve into ash. Wow! And so they're all getting together. They're trying to figure out what to do, how to rectify the situation. And enter Paul Rudd. Started. Enter Paul Rudd. Enter Chris Hemsworth <laughs> as chubby Thor.
2: He was so funny,
0: which was amazing. Yeah. And like, I don't think it's okay to make Chris Hemsworth fat because it's Chris Hemsworth, but he really made that work, and I thought he was the funniest part of the movie.
2: Hmm. Eli, if you're gonna watch one Marvel movie make it the thor ragnarok ragnarok because really? it's legitimately funny it's like this director from new zealand and he does comedy shows just in new zealand like independent stuff and they just asked him to do this and he was like yeah mm. it sounds like a lot of fun and the the jokes are actually like super legit they are funny. so funny yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, wait anyway. is wonder woman marvel no no okay. dc D- that's why it's more boring okay
0: um <laughs> so they spend the rest of Endgame trying to defeat Thanos. Right. I want to talk about what works and what doesn't. Okay. We've already talked about Thor. I think that really works. Totally works. This is a major spoiler. Okay. Tony Stark dies at the end. I think this works. Oh yeah. Because they set up a pretty big emotional stake in the beginning of the movie, where Tony Stark, his wife Pepper Potts, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, did not dissolve. They go on to have a child together, so he has this idyllic life as a millionaire living by a lake in California. Everything's perfect. This team comes to him and says, look, we need to fix what happened. We need to go back in time and stop Thanos. And he says, why would I do that? I have everything. But then he realizes it's not about him. It's about everybody else. He figures out how to do it. He says, I'm going to do this, but you need to understand the most important thing to me is my family i need to preserve my family i need to know that's going to be okay Mm -hmm. so when tony starks dies you understand the significance of what he's losing the life he had always worked to have and hasn't had for very long Mm. i thought that was very impactful it was paul rudd i thought was a standout performance really brought a lot of levity to what have otherwise been a slog i think paul rudd is a treasure I would like Mm -hmm. to put him in my pocket and keep him with me forever. Mm -hmm. And I can because he's Ant-Man and he's tiny. There was a part in this bananas battle where it's a gang of girls, (laughs) which... Is on the nose and campy, but I cried because I'm raising two daughters in a time when there are movies about how kick-ass women are.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I just, that means a lot to yeah. me. Even mm-hmm. if I'm like not really into those movies, I want them to know that they are just as capable
2: yeah. there was of defeating
0: an overlord Yeah, as Fat Thor. <laughs> yeah.
2: There was a really cool shot on Twitter and it was Robert Downey Jr. took all of the marvel ladies out to lunch and yeah. they were all in costume and stuff and it was super cool it was mm. awesome to see all of them and they're like good actresses in there too i think we discount if they're superhero movies they are what they are yeah. right getting these people to do these movies is like like don Cheadle isn't it like yeah. brie we larson. forget about hotel rwanda like brie mm-hmm. larson yeah. was in room yeah
0: and she's Captain Marvel. Also, when Captain Marvel shows up, so they're having this epic battle and it's not going great. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like the superheroes might lose. And Brie Larson shows up as Captain Marvel and pretty much saves the day. And I'm like, you go, girl. Like oh, yeah. That's impactful.
2: My question, though, is where was she? She, she would, could have been there at the beginning. No, no,
0: no, no. Remember at the beginning, she's like, this is happening in a lot of other planets. I, I have a lot of people I need yeah. to help. She's busy.
2: I know. She's but the like Liz
0: Lemon of the Superman. I guess.
2: <laughs> Can't have it all. Right? Can't
0: have it all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Josh Brolin as Thanos is really good. I think Josh Brolin is a very good actor and a very good voice actor. He yeah. gives a very good performance here. Mm. I have some issues with his motivation in this one, but we'll get to that. I think it looks amazing. Yeah. I think the CGI is all wonderful. They did a really good job. I think that the costuming hair, blah, 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 is all Oscar worthy, honestly. And that was my list for things that worked. Do you have anything to add?
2: I don't. No, you hit them all on the head. Okay,
1: let's talk about what didn't work. Okay.
0: So they, they tried to include some LGBTQ representation oh, yeah. in this Oh, yeah, in
1: the last movie. That's the last one. We haven't done this yet. So here's,
0: what, <laughs> here's what they do. There's a support group that's led by Captain America because people have lost their loved ones. Sure. Half of the world disappeared. Sure. And this guy's talking about a date he went on, but he's like, and then he said how sad he is. And you're like, he's gay.
2: Yeah, that was... That's uh... like literally all
0: they did.
1: It's like, like you guys make
0: a superhero gay. It's not that hard. Yeah, Fat Thor could have a boyfriend, you know.
1: (laughs) He wouldn't swing and a, a miss. One. It's like in yeah. Beauty
0: and the Beast where you see like a man dancing yeah. with another man for a minute and everyone's like, oh my gosh, the progress. I'm like, no,
2: no,
1: yeah.
0: It is a long movie. Yes. It probably could have been 30 minutes shorter.
2: Mm-hmm. What would you have taken out besides the support group? The gays, <laughs> the gaze Meg would have just
1: taken out the gays. The gays. <laughs> uh,
0: um, I think I would have taken out Nebula. Uh, realizing that she's another version of herself she had
2: way too much screen time
0: yeah i would have taken out a lot of the nebulous stuff yeah okay jeremy renner's haircut which we already touched on really
1: would that have taken some time out i didn't mind the haircut (laughs) this is another
0: this is another qualm yeah (laughs) completely separate it's pretty bad Mm -hmm. it's pretty midlife
2: crisis yeah i get well i mean come on he lost his whole family also what is his superpower yeah, they he jokes about that a lot actually. Have you seen that uh, Is he just SNL a good Archer? bit? No. Yeah, yeah, oh, they do an SNL bit where like everyone has like a superpower and he like shows up with a bow and arrow and he's <laughs> <laughs> super pumped about it. <laughs> hmm. It may not age well, but that's all right.
0: Thanos motivation. So, okay. in Infinity War, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right? There like for a second there
2: you're like too many people. I mean, <laughs> I don't like the method, but
0: it would like, be nice if every kid in the world could eat. Yeah, seems like it's a painless way to go, right? I understand where you're coming from.
2: Costco would be a much easier. Experience.
0: I tweeted about that. <laughs> how I went to Costco and I was like, "Let's make Thanos in charge because this is unbearable."
1: This is making me so uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> I, uh,
1: we do know? not
2: support genocide. Meg wants to it's kill a half a the genocide, world.
0: Genocide, though, it's not a specific type of person he's erasing it's just random i guess it's just rich
2: poor rich poor
0: black white (laughs) (laughs) and so (laughs) endgame starts with they find thanos you can tell that performing this action has nearly killed him because there's a lot of power that comes from these stones and it's zapped him of a lot of what he once had and he's living off the earth and he's like i think i made the right choice rivers are full there's a part where they talk about the whales and the hudson yeah like the hudson's so clean there's that no, whales are thriving yeah there's
2: no cargo ships or you're like there.
0: i don't know maybe but then there's this part in endgame where he's like you know what these people aren't grateful i should have just erased everybody and started over and it's like no now you're just being selfish. Right. Hmm. And now I have, you've given me no reason to empathize with you even a little bit. And I think that a good villain should be someone that you empathize with. Sure. Hmm. Or at least yeah. understand where they're coming from.
1: Regina George.
0: Regina George. She mm-hmm. just She's insecure. Yeah. We've all been there. She
1: just you know, wants to be on top.
0: Some of us are Janice. <sighs> some mm-hmm. of us are Regina. It's terrible for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> And my final qualm is time travel. Oh, yeah. Anytime you bring time travel into a movie. And there's movies like About Time where you're like, I just have to forget that this is about time travel because it's never going to make sense. You
1: tagged me in that tweet that I've been thinking about. What was it this person was like? I've decided that with time travel movies, I'm just not going to think about it. It's always a mess when you introduce time travel. So just don't worry about it. The
0: problem is with this one, they really want you to understand the time travel. And they go into this long sequence about how when you time travel, really your past self is your future self. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but what? I've thought about it for a week and a half now and I can't figure out how it works or why. Mm -hmm. Nick, I want to hear what you thought and what what worked and what didn't.
2: From the time travel standpoint, I mean, dealing with superheroes if you think too much into reality of it it's going to ruin the movie for you what doesn't work for me is that they're going to keep making marvel movies i get it they're a total money-making machine and disney would be crazy to not do it but from my standpoint i really appreciate a final like this is it i think it's what makes things hold up a little bit more i'm a sick person and i think like david bowie dying when he did makes his music all the better if he would be touring when he was like 85 years old yeah. i'd be like okay i'm kind of done with david bowie someone but like,
0: tweeted last week yeah it's tragic kurt cobain died but can you imagine his joe rogan podcast
2: right it? and it's like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh. right <laughs> yeah uh so i'm like i'm just not looking forward to seeing more ads about marvel after we've Done the thing, you know. Well, like I thought it was gonna be like this is it, and mm. it's not. There's just gonna be more movies coming
1: out because more people will see them. Yeah, absolutely. It's weird too
0: because like, they're making a Black Widow movie, and spoiler alert, she, she dies. Mm. So like, what are you doing
2: there, out Scarlett Johansson. R.I.P. Scarlett. R.I.P. Mm. Anything else? No, I liked it. It was fun. It was like a, it was just like you said. It was a fun three hours. I don't think I'll watch it again. No. But that's what I wanted. I wanted I, like a final. Goodbye. I to... think it's
0: a cultural moment. And yeah. They oh, for sure. That for and sure. And they did a great job at making it something people will be talking about. I'm,
2: yeah, it lived up to the hype. I'll say that.
0: On your point of why are we doing more of this, I feel that way about Toy Story 4.
2: Oh, I'm going to have to do- disagree. Really? Yeah.
0: Toy Story 3 ends pretty definitively.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: What are they doing? How do they continue that story?
2: I mean, the Bo Peep thing. I'm interested to see how they're going to set it up because the trailer looks like... He's going to have a final revelation about what kid happiness is all about, which you think that he has it, but I think he's going to have a little bit of conflict. I don't know. I'm excited for it. You're not excited for it?
1: Eli, how do you feel about Toy Story 4? I've never seen a Toy Story movie. Oh my
0: gosh. (laughs) Next week we'll be talking about Toy Story, everybody.
1: (laughs) Am I in the wrong room? Really? You haven't seen Toy Story? I've never seen a single one.
0: We're going to do Toy Story next week.
1: No, I can't watch three movies by next week. We'll just do the first one. Just the first one. (laughs) Guys, I can't watch an animated (laughs) film. I can't. Oh, you don't like them? Really? No. Like, you didn't like Coco? I'm an adult man. What about Bob's Burgers? (laughs) Yeah, I I like Bob's Burgers. (laughs) I just really struggle with animation.
0: I once watched and recapped an episode of Survivor for you.
1: (laughs) And that was a trade-off, Meg. You can do this. I did The Bachelor for you.
0: (sighs) I say go see this movie.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: I think that it is... It knows what it is. It does a good job at being what it is. It's all we can ask for. I know that there are people who are upset about certain characters storylines and i kind of feel good because i never really knew what was going on anyway so i don't have to be conflicted about any of it sure okay all right next week i don't know we are say we're going to talk about toy story just like we said we were going to talk about bonnie hunt we'll see
2: oh yeah bonnie hunt. <laughs> <laughs> wait bonnie hunt didn't happen no oh.
1: what did we talk about
0: <gasps> nothing we didn't do one last week
1: oh oh that's right <laughs> so we just skipped her
0: yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we'll
1: revisit that. Okay, Poor Bonnie. I
0: would apologize for making you watch Bonnie Hunt movies, anyone who's listening, but that's a gift.
1: Yeah, no kidding. We don't <laughs> apologize for that.
0: So thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to leave us a good rating on wherever you listen to this podcast. Also, please download the podcast. Listening to your browser doesn't do much for us. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Download is what pumps up the jam. In the uh, ratings.
1: Interesting. Right? Pump it up.
0: Anyway, we will see you next week. Who even knows what we'll be talking about? Yeah, mm. something good. Okay, bye. Bye.